Well, good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. Well, well, I'm sure glad to see you out here this morning. You don't know how glad I am. When I woke up this morning, I was telling everybody in prayer that um, I looked at my phone and I saw that it was 18 degrees outside. And I said, Jesus, I pray somebody will come to church today. Because we all know what happened last February, don't we? And, and uh, you know, last February, you know it was two degrees below zero, seven inches or more of snow. And I mean, that never happened here in Dallas before. <laughs> and so here we are um, on this, this second day of the year. The second day. I was thinking it's the first, but this is the second day of 2022. Come on, somebody give us a great big shout of praise. Oh, glory to God, glory to God. Anyway, here we are, even though it's cold, uh, we got the Holy Ghost on the inside that's warming us from the inside. So I want us to just open our heart and let's just believe the Lord for something special. And we prayed back in the prayer room for the supernatural power of God to fall. I want to welcome you that's watching us somewhere in the world. Whatever app that you're watching on, we're grateful that you're here with us. And I hope you'll stay with us through the entire service. And when I got up this morning and went to prayer, you know, the, the tears just started flowing. I wasn't, I wasn't weeping because I was sad, but... I was just weeping because I look and see how God's brought us through so many things. You know, a lot of times we, we don't realize that it takes as much faith to walk through something as it does to get delivered from something. And to me, that's what faith is. You know, sometimes we think faith is getting a new house, faith is getting a new car. It is. We think it's uh, getting another job or more money. All of that takes faith to do and work. But you know, the real thing is keeping our head up and walking through when the dark times are there. Well, you know, you've often said, both of us have said this, it's not the intensity of the storm, but it's the duration of yeah. the storm that wears us down. Well, that's the true. The enemy wants to wear us down. That's true. And... You know, I was just reading a prayer request that I got from uh, one of our partners. I think they're from Florida. I don't remember where they're from, but I was reading them. And it was telling me how they've been sick for a while. And, and it just touched my heart that, you know, they were reaching out to us to believe with them for a miracle in their life. And I know that one of our, our uh, members, uh, Myrna, she had some things come up this week, went to the doctor, and she's home, but uh, she said, I'm going to be watching this morning, she and, her, she and Wilson, and then others that, you know, I, I know others that said they had some sicknesses going on, and I guess some's just too cold to get out. <laughs> but praise God, we're out, and we believe the Holy Ghost is going to come down today. And um, we do uh, have some guest worship leaders this morning who's been friends of ours for many years. And we're just grateful that they had this time open. 
David Carpenter, our, our worship leader, is um, not feeling well, and uh, COVID stopped by his house and um, jumped on him there a little bit, but we're just believing it's not going to stay. We believe he's going to come through this real quick and be able to be back with us next Sunday because it happened early on in the week. And so anyway, we got Jim and Becky Pierce that's awesome ministers of the gospel that's been around the world. I mean, work with some of the greatest ministers in the world as well. And as I said, we've been friends for years and we saw them about a month ago and said hello to each other. And every now and then, once every five years, we have lunch. <laughs> uh, and and uh, Jimmy's always saying, we got to get together for lunch. Well, uh, we get the opportunity, Jimmy, to have lunch at the church today. But anyway, we're, we welcome all of you here in church this morning and all of you that is viewing somewhere in the world. We just pray, Father, today, once again, as we have entered this place, we have come believing you, Lord, that this is a time that you've ordained in this year of 2022 for us to step into greater glories, to step into greater victories. God, a greater anointing. And we know, Lord, you said in your word, in the last days you'd pour out your spirit. We believe, Lord, that it's the last days. We don't know when you are going to come, but we want to be ready when you do come. Or if our time comes to leave, we want to be ready. And I thank you this morning, Lord, for these that are here in the house with us, those that's watching somewhere in the world, just bless them and minister to them and let the anointing of God be upon them. And I thank you, Holy Ghost, that you're doing something special today in Jesus' name. Jimmy, would you just come on up and let's just enter into the presence of God. Would everybody stand with us today? Come on, everybody just stand with us. Amen. We're just going to worship God and glorify Him and lift up His name. Amen. And God, the Holy Ghost, is going to do great things today. In this room and all around the world is watching this telecast right now. Let the anointing of the Lord come into your house. Sing it with us. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord.
time you know this little chorus. God is great and greatly to be praised. Glory, glory to His name. God is great and greatly to be praised. Bless the Lord.
Thank you, Lord. Amen, amen, amen. Let's sing this grand old song of the church today. Just begin to look at him. We, we've been praising him, lifting him up in the praise and thanksgiving. Now, let's just begin to focus on him, and let's talk about that. Let's sing this grand old song, How Great Thou Art. Can we do that today, honey? Pick it up. Singing with us now. Then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee. How great thou art. Savior God to thee. How great, 
the clap offering. Hallelujah. We praise you today. We glorify you today. In the name of Jesus, just close your eyes, everybody here. Just begin to worship him in your, in your spirit and in the spirit today. again. Oh, come let us adore him. tell you this is a new year we have entered into and what a greater thing to sing about how great he's are how great thou art and then come let us adore him Jimmy I want you to come back over here and to you that didn't get here to begin with or on with us David Carpenter is overcoming today and Jimmy and Becky Pierce, anointed friends. My, they've been around the world. I mean, every country just about in the world. Television all over. And we're just so honored and blessed y'all are here. Amen. I'll tell you, but I want us to, I want us, oh, oh glory to God. I don't feel like we're done yet. Amen. I believe we ought to do. I, I, whatever you want to do, Jimmy, you just do it. If you we're want right to there. We're saying the right thing, brother. Okay. How great. Okay, let's let's just oh, do it again. Come on, everybody, let's worship. Oh, come let us adore Him. Oh, come let us adore Him. Oh, 
for you alone are worthy for you Give him a shout of praise, everybody. You that's watching somewhere at home or in your car or wherever you are, give him a shout of praise. Come on. This is a new year. This is 2022. This is the year of the supernatural. This is the year of God pouring out his spirit, destroying every yoke of the devil that he's tried to put on your back and on your neck. The glory of God is here today. So I want us just to enter in to the presence of God and believe that today is your day to step into that liquid glory of the Holy Ghost. Amen, amen, amen. Well, you may be seated if you can. I don't know if you can or not, but if you can, you may be seated. I don't know about you, but I love being with people, worshiping God, Praising, worshiping God in spirit and in truth. I love to fellowship with believers. And then, of course, I love God's word. His word will never return void. We believe the word around here. And I just believe God has something special in store for everyone that will believe. Now, we were on a prayer meeting Thursday night with... Uh, some of you, and, and then we had people from the Philippines, and I don't know, different states were on with us, and we were praying, and I believe it was Lynn, Lynn Thomas up in Virginia. She said, you know, this is the year, Pastor, that God is going to do supernatural things. And, um, you know, you can say all kinds of things. You can have cliches for the year, and then God can speak to you, too. Amen. You know, some people make New Year's resolutions. Well, I don't do that. I just, I just set my course for what God wants us to do. You know, a friend of mine told me he was launching a new network. And just, just you know, this is the time that we just got to keep going in spite of every obstacle we've had for almost two years now. But greater is he that's within us than he that's within the world. Amen. 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 Well, we're going to receive our offering here and around the world. We want to give you the opportunity to give. Let me just say something. People say to me all the time, Pastor Don, you, you, you just encourage people to tithe and give all the time. Don't you ever get tired of that? No. I sure don't. Because God loved us so much. God loved us so much that he gave his son Jesus that we might have life. He sent a redeemer. He sent a restorer to you and me to make us completely whole. And so why would we not 
want to share back to God some of the things that he gives to us. And I use the analogy all the time, and I hope you don't get tired of it. But I've been married to this beautiful lady in just about three months. It'll be 60 years we've been married. And you know, why would I not want to share what God's blessed me with? And why would she not want to share with me? We have three wonderful children. Why would we not want to share with our loved ones what God puts in our hands? You know, the, the ones that were at our home on Christmas Eve, had some grand, a grandson, two grandsons there Christmas Eve, and then we had two great-granddaughters there. And the house was really nice and quiet until the great-great down, or the not great-great, no, we're not that old yet, uh, but till the great children started to open their gifts. Oh my goodness, the screaming. The, I mean, it, they, they were screaming for about 15 minutes. Oh, they were throwing paper and the ones that had, the ones that had clothes in them, they threw them aside and they was after the toys. And, uh, but it was fun watching them enjoy our blessing. And so how do you think God feels when we bring him a tithe or we bring him an offering? God said, there's my kid. Look at him. I gave him, I gave him, I gave her eternal life. Now there's just celebrating me back by sowing in to the kingdom of God. So I want you to know we're just so grateful. We're so grateful for God taking us through. And to you that want to give online, if you just go to EO Global, there's your little thing to go to. That's on our webpage. If you go to EO Global, you'll see that page come up and click right over there on the right-hand side where it says Give. Click on that, and it'll just give you instructions what to do. And then you that, you know, you don't like to do the credit card or the debit card, there's your address. You can send that piece of paper in. Put it in an envelope, put it in a piece of paper in it, sign your name on it, and put the numbers on there, and we'll take it to the bank. I know one of the ladies that's watching us, um, watches us all the time, I don't know if she's watching today or not, but most likely she said, well, I'll just send you a paper, put the date on it, and sign it. I said, well, I'll take it to the bank. And sure enough, she did. And every now and then she sends in with her name on it, with the, the name of the church, and and uh, you know, I, I don't take it down, but whoever does this, they, I think Barbara, uh, Barbara or Tammy, one of them, they take it to the bank. And you know what? The bank cashes it. Because it's got the name of the bank on it. All right? Are you blessed today? Amen. Father, we thank you for everyone that sows into the kingdom of God. And I just ask Holy Spirit, that you will open the windows of heaven for every person that's sowing back into your kingdom that's given to you. Lord, giving is such a precious thing and we're so grateful. We're so grateful that we can give back to you. Those that are struggling financially today, I pray that you will help them Help them to realize if it's a financial struggle, 
The only way to get out of that struggle is to sow a seed, is to be a part of what you've asked them to do. Lord, your word tells us to give not out of compulsion or pressure, but what we purpose in our heart. And I ask you, Lord, for them, wherever they are in the world, if they purposed in their heart what they're going to do, bless them. In Jesus' name, amen. I want you to listen to me just for a moment. As you well know, I have um, traveled to the Philippines many times. And um, actually, 26 times I've been to the Philippines. We've had some very, very large crusades there. God blessed us, and we've rented the largest auditorium, widespan auditorium in the world. We, we used that in Manila, and thank God it was filled, filled to capacity, thousands and thousands of people. And we've had ministers' conferences there, and probably I've ministered to over 200,000 ministers in the Philippines. So I've got many friends and loved ones, but they had a typhoon there that, that hit them a little over a week ago. So sad. You know, one lady that I talk about that we support regularly, her name is Josie Ortez. Josie used to work in our office in the Philippines. She's the first person we ever hired. And um, as she grew in the ministry, as she grew and grew, then she launched out on her own and moved from Manila to Cebu. You that's familiar with the Philippines, you know what I'm talking about. But she had a, she and her husband had a child that was born with autism. And Josie was just heartbroken, of course. But Josie got the word. She got the word of God inside of her and she started training that little boy um, his name's Raphael we were privileged to be there two years ago with Josie and we went we spent two days with her because we support the ministry and I wanted to see what it's about and she has schools you can't do this in the United States but she goes to schools and parents that have autism, children, children with autism, they come in and she teaches them. And little Raphael was so uncontrollable, especially in church. But you know, uh, God just showed Josie how to take the word, get in his world, and bring him out of his world in to her world and when we were there two years ago you would not believe that Raphael was the same child I saw before he was not rowdy he could carry on a conversation he goes to school but it was all because Josie believed the word and she used the word she's a seed sower a tither and a giver and many of the parents that she ministers to is um, they're, they're Muslims, but she leads them to the Lord Jesus Christ. I've talked to Josie a couple of times this week, and 
their power is totally out, but she's talking to me on the phone and she is able to get a cell signal. <clears throat> but anyway, she said, Pastor, she said, things are so devastated. She said, my home's intact. And um, she said, we're intact here. We just don't have any water. We don't have any power. But then she and another friend of mine in Manila, we, we all begin to talk. And so the Lord put it in my heart. Many of their roofs blew off, and they use what they call uh, GI sheets. We would call it tin, but they call it GI sheets. They cost $7 a sheet. And it takes anywhere from 15 to 25 sheets to cover a house or fix the sides where they I mean, when we're talking about houses now, we're not talking about the kind of houses you're living in. We're talking about 10 houses, some of them with no floor. Anyway, we sent money. I put it on the credit card. We bought generators because they don't even know when it's going to be before they get the power back on. And some of them have no way to charge their cell phone because of no electricity. And so we, we, and they couldn't tell their loved ones that they're okay. So what we did, we got some generators in Manila and we flew them, uh, which cost more money. We flew them to a place called Baho and sent those generators in there and we sent money to buy them 10 sheets to cover their house where they wouldn't be under the rain. And this is costing a lot of money that we didn't have, but I put it on the credit card, believing that God will speak to people to maybe buy a couple of generators. A uh, generator cost about $460 over there. I don't know what one would cost here like that that they're using over there. But we bought generators, we bought, uh, as I said, 10 sheets, and now we want to help some more with food and water. And, um, and we got someone doing this for us, obviously. Um, I don't have my son on the ground there anymore doing all of this. He moved back to the state, obviously, and you see him here. But anyway, if you want to be a part helping us, helping us, We'd appreciate it. You know, we had our annual board meeting for the church this week in our ministry, and, and I was sharing all of this information with our board members, and they had all the figures of everything we've done, every, everything we do. It's all, it's all right there in front of our board members, every check, every dime that comes in, every dollar that's spent. And so they just said, we want to pray that God will send some more money in so you can do more. Amen. So if God's speaking to your heart to be a part of this, it'll be greatly appreciated because I believe that's what God wants us to do is to help people when they hurt. And you know, my heart breaks because I can only help as many as I can. But I feel good in the sense that we didn't just say a prayer for them. We were able to do more than pray. We were able to do something. And so that's what I'm asking you. You may not be able to do anything but pray, but if you can do more, I know God will bless you for it. Amen. Amen. Well, let's give Jesus a great big hand. Thank you again, Becky and uh, Jimmy, for 
being here with us today, and we're just praying that David Carpenter will recover real quick and that COVID won't stay there in his body. We're believing it's already moved out. He's just suffering the after effects of it. And uh, we know that the, the devil doesn't like any of us to be okay. But you know what? God's word will help us. Is that right? All right. Thank you so much, Becky. You can stay there or you can, or, or you can go back to the seat, whichever one you want to do. It doesn't matter to me. Give her a great big hallelujah. You know, I, I got to preface this message I'm going to preach this morning because I don't want you to think I'm not a faith preacher. I'm going to say some things today that's probably maybe going to make your hair stand up. Because I think many times people can't be real thinking that if they're real, what somebody else will think about them. And I've just learned in my life that if I'm transparent and real, then with God and with others, then God can help me. But I don't see any way of God helping us until we come humbly before him. So my title this morning is um, Be Real and Authentic in 2022. Be Real and Authentic in 2022. You know, my message today is to encourage you to be everything God's called you to be. Come to him like you are. Be with your friends and your family like you are. But constantly be reaching to become everything God's called you to be. See, many Christians today are wearing a mask to cover their problems. And God knows all about you. So why should we try in public or among friends to wear the mask? Now, I'm not saying tell everybody all your problems, so, so understand this. I, I, I'm not one, that's not nothing to do with this message. That's why I'm saying, as I get started here, someone's going to think, well, I, I thought he believed in faith. I thought he believed in the Word. Well, what I'm saying is many people know the Word intellectually, but they've never really let that word become life to them. And so they just say things that really they don't mean. But when you read Mark 11 and 23, and Brother Hagen didn't write Mark 11 and 23, that came from Jesus. He said, Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but believe what he says, he shall have it. So our words that we speak are very, very important to our future and our destiny. And so I want you to know I believe in saying the right things, and I believe in confession. 
But I also know that many people that was raised up among what we call faith people know how to say the word, but many times we're in a cave and don't know how to get out of that cave. And that's not criticism, it's a fact. And so I want to help you come to God and find out how to get the healing, how to get through the darkness, how to get through the problems, because we have them. Now, the word authentic is not false or copied, but it's genuine, it's real, representing one's true nature to oneself and to others. Authenticity requires vulnerability, transparency, integrity. Authenticity will not compromise for approval. How many times do people feel like they got to have the approval of somebody else? You know, I, I, I looked when I was a young minister and I, I wanted the approval of older men that was in the, in the ministry. But, you know, somewhere around my life in that, my early years, God healed me that I didn't need to have their name on my resume. If I had God's word in his name, that's all I needed on my resume because God could take me where he wanted me to go because if, if they're the one that exalted me and helped me get up, then they could take me down. Same for you. But if God be for us and he takes us up, when everybody else says you're falling, you can't make it, you can't do it, you can't get through it, God said, if I'm for you, doesn't matter who's against you. Is anybody with me? So authenticity will not compromise for approval. And you can never be free, though, until you are living in authenticity. Authenticity is revealed by your godly actions, deeds. Authenticity brings true contentment. I often say content or discontent. Which tent are you living in? Christians need to be contented. They need to be contented. And, and you know, I, I occasionally have some of my peers know what I'm doing and how I'm doing it here, and they say, why are you doing what you're doing? Because God told me to. Amen. And I'm content yeah. in what I'm doing. Yeah. Amen? Amen? We're helping thousands of people around the world I just told you how we just helped. I don't know how many hundred people we're going to help, but we're, we're touching lives, maybe not through the gospel, but we will get the gospel to them through these means that I was telling you about. Amen. So I want you to know that authenticity does not mask who you are, but it reveals who you are. Now, again, don't anybody take this Critically, because I'm not against the mass. I don't want you to think I'm saying anything against it, but we literally been wearing masks for two years almost. And some people wear two. And even one guy up there is telling us to wear three sometimes. 
Anyway, I don't, I'm not against wearing the mask. The only thing I'm saying is, spiritually, we don't need a mask. We don't need a mask. You know, sometimes people have uh, situations in their body and they're trying to protect themselves, and I understand that and protect others. But what I am saying is, gosh knows, I don't like that mask. Never have and never will. <laughs> but you know what? I don't like a mask spiritually either. Right. Amen? Yes. See, many Christians are hiding behind a mask of hurts, wounds, and pretending to be okay. But it's time, I believe, in 2022 to take that mask off that you've been hiding from others your struggle that you're going through. Now, Romans 12, 3 through 5, I'm going to read this out of the New Living Testament. I'm sure it'll be on the screen here for you. Because of the privilege and authority God has given me, the privilege, everybody say privilege. Privilege, privilege and authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. Don't think you are better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourself by the faith God has given us. Now, again, some people, maybe they don't feel as good as someone else, or they may feel better, and then many times people are inferior, but they take superior actions because they have rejection, and so they will reject you before they think you're going to reject them. But you know what? And I'm not boasting in what I'm going to say here, but I don't, I don't like to be rejected, but it doesn't matter to me who rejects me as long as he doesn't reject me, and he never will as long as I do his word. Can somebody say amen? amen? Now, he said, just as our bodies have many parts, and each part has a special function, so is it with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body, and we all belong to each other. Now, get a, get a glimpse of this. We belong to each other. Oh, we come from different families. We don't have the same bloodlines, but when we're born again, we're a part of the kingdom of God. We're made alive unto God. You're God's child. I'm God's child, so we're brothers and sisters in Christ. Are we not? Yes. So he said we're one, but what we do when we come to church many times and get around other believers, we just, we just start acting like, glory to God, I'm just full of the Holy Ghost. I got, and, you know, inside you're hurting now, I'm not saying don't use your faith. That's not what I'm saying. But again, I don't hide. You know, I don't hide my hand from the rest of my body. When my hand hurts, I'm usually looking at it. If your hip hurts, you don't go around. I mean, you know, we, we do keep our hips hid. You know, most of us. But you don't go around 
uh, you know, you don't go around showing your hip because it hurts. Well, what I'm saying is, too many times we, we ignore or neglect that there's people in the body of Christ that are authentic in their faith. They do believe God. They do believe right. His Word. Amen. And they'll stand with you in faith. Now, I'm not telling you to confide just in anybody. I'll tell you not to. Because some people you can't because they got to, you know, they're, they're, they just, just, just like to tell what they heard. And so I, I know you've got to be careful or watchful or wise of who you confide in if you've got situations going on in your life. Because, uh, you know, God just didn't, He gave us a brain to use and everybody that speaks in tongues and everybody that confesses scriptures, you know, sometimes they have a problem with their mouth of saying everything they heard. But, you know, I, I realize one thing. God give us two ears and one mouth. So a lot of things we hear are not to be spoken out of our mouth. So it's good to hear, but it's also good to speak life and not death. And then, as I said, I don't try to pretend. Uh, you know, I, I was doing some things at the house a couple of weeks ago, and I had a hammer, and I was, and I had my hand up holding this, and that hammer, whoo, it hit my, it hit my hand. Well, you know, I didn't try to hide my hand from my eyes and for the rest of my body. That hand hurt a few minutes, and I went in there to her. <laughs> and I said, I just hit myself with the hammer, you know, and she said, oh, my goodness. I said, no, oh, God. <laughs> Anyway, she prayed with me, and, and it didn't really get bad. It just, it just got a little, little sore and a little... And then, you know, I told you all here a few weeks ago when I was trying to start one of my old cars, or my old car, the only old ones I got, and she, uh, she was in the, in the car, and you know it's got a carburetor on it, and some of you don't understand what a carburetor is, I know, but anyway... Um, one of the things I did, and I, I poured gas in the carburetor and I told her to start it because it hadn't been started in a while. And so when I did, it started and she was running it. And so, you know, it ran for a while and then it stopped. And so I, I, I just said, well, I'm just going to keep pouring gas in it. Real wise, folks. <laughs> Real wise. So I kept pouring that gas in the carburetor, and, and it was not just all going in the carburetor. It was going on the, the motor of the car, and all at once the car backfired. And when it did, guess what happened? Caught that engine afire. I didn't have anything to put it out. Finally, I looked in the back of my other car, and I had a towel. But it just burnt my glove off, totally disintegrated. And this hand, I didn't have a glove on, and it burnt it. But you know what? She just got out of that car and she prayed over me. And you know what? I don't even have a scar. I mean, I was in literal pain from before that car, the flames where I was beating it out and I finally got the flames out, thank God. And if I hadn't, there was a big building there that I would have, if this car would have blown up, then there was a motorhome sitting next to it. I mean, there's no telling the damage that would have been done if I hadn't got that fire out. But thank God I got it out. But it didn't hide my hand. Is anybody with me? Yes. So 
Verse 9 says, Do not pretend to love others. Really love them. Hate what's wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble. Be patient in trouble. Be patient in trouble. Now why would he write this if he didn't know we were going to have trouble as Christians? Sometimes making stupid decisions like I did by keep pouring gas in a carburetor. So I caused myself some trouble. But sometimes trouble comes that we didn't cause. Somebody else causes trouble that we have to endure what they did. So when I read this verse of Scripture, it says rejoice in our hope in God. Our hope in God. But he also said be patient in trouble and keep on praying. When God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Always be eager to practice hospitality. And that's what I want here at ELC. I want people to have this spirit of authenticity to to love yourself and to love others. And I think love is, is one of the big issues that we don't have in the body of Christ. It's easy to say, I love you. But when trouble comes, what do we do? Do we still love or is our love only emotional and conditional? See, this is, I think a big thing in 222, I believe it's going to be, is learning to not condone sin, not to condone wrong, but realize we're all at different levels in our faith. And when someone's not at your level, you, you just can't preach to them and preach to them. You need to have compassion for where they are and un- try to understand maybe you're not where they are, but be, be genuine in your love, be genuine in your faith that you want to help them come from that place if they're willing to tell the truth. Is anybody with me? Amen. See, the scripture says, be honest in your evaluation of yourself. Use the faith God has given you to become the person God made you to be. Be your real self to others. You know, when, when I was first dating her, you know, uh, I, I remember, you know, you know how you are when you... When you don't know somebody, you know, you're just cautious. And here she was, a Canadian, and I'm a redneck from Tennessee. And, uh, you know, uh, our lives was two separate backgrounds. I I didn't even know what ravioli was. Uh, I'm serious. I didn't even know what ravioli was because my mama, she was, my mama and daddy both were rednecks. We had turnip greens. We had pinto beans. We had fried potatoes. We had mashed potatoes. We had potato salad. Any kind of potatoes that mama could make, we had. Cornbread, biscuits, eggs, and sometimes some sausage. But we did have the gravy. Anyway, I'm just saying that I come from a background 
of where our world was small. But when I met her, her world was larger, you know? They lived differently. They were Italians, and, you know, they did all of this, and I, I don't want to get into it. But anyway, I was looking at their world, and so I was trying to act like I, I knew what I was doing. But sometimes I was just as dumb as I could be about what they were doing because I'd never experienced, especially when they put all of the, you know, had this big table. Her grandmother did, and her grandmother barely spoke English, uh, of course, coming from Italy. Anyway, they put all this stuff on the table, and to me, it smelled like it ought to be in the garbage or in the toilet. Pardon me. But that's what they liked. And I had to sit there and smile. I was thinking, yeah, I, I, I love this, I love it. And all the time, I hated everything I was tasting. I'd never had garlic, but they used garlic. Woo, do they use garlic. But now, I didn't have to pretend. I now know all of those things because my world expanded, but I pretended that everything was okay. Instead of just saying, I'm a redneck. I don't know what y'all are eating. Doesn't smell good to me. Get me some Kentucky Fried Chicken. But you see, and they would have appreciated me telling them that rather than, but I grew into it. So I, I just want to make a, an analogy there that we don't have to pretend if we don't know something or if we need help walking in faith, we don't have to pretend about it. See, if you're not authentic, there's no way you can love yourself. So if you can't love yourself, you can't love anybody else. How can you give what you don't have? Amen. You can't give what you don't have. And see, verse 9, out of this same chapter, and out of the Passion Translation, it says, Let the inner movement of your heart always be to love one another. Oh, sometimes when our sons was out in the world doing drugs and alcohol and all the things they was doing, I wanted to cut their head off and tell God they died of an accident. Ooh. But you know what? When we, I, I don't think the mama had as much problem as I did, but when I loved them, whether they did drugs or didn't, that's when things begin to change. That's when things begin to change is when I quit preaching to them because they didn't want preaching to. They grew up as preacher's kids and was always expected to be perfect, but they were kids. They didn't think about being preacher's kids. They were just kids like, like yours. Anyway, that being said, Sometimes they'd come to church pretending. I remember one time David, my son David, is back in the control room right now, full of the Holy Ghost, a godly man, loves his work here and, and, and make, is making all of this happen along with others. Anyway, I, I remember him coming to church sometimes. He would be so white. He'd be so white, it looked like he was going to pass out. Well, he was there. But he didn't want to be there, but he was there. But you know what it was? It was the drugs he was taking. But again, I just loved him. And one day, 
One day. Huh. Took about 12 years, but one day. He called up and he said, Dad, I was in Texas. He was in Tennessee, manager of a nice, nice, really nice restaurant, running the whole thing. And he said, Dad, the lifestyle I'm living is not getting me anywhere. I want to change my life. I want to come back to Jesus. Well, we began to pray. He was in Tennessee and I was here. But you know, he got authentic with me. He got real with me. He said, this life is taking me nowhere. I'm, a, I'm on a dead-end street. I'm unhappy. I'm miserable, Dad. I want God to help me. We begin to pray. And I said, son, you used to speak in tongues. You used to be baptized in the Holy Ghost. See, he started running the camera when he was 13 years old. 13 years old, he started running the camera. And uh, so he grew up even before, but he got involved in the, the video and began to progress, but then walked away, went into the world. But you know what? It was our unconditional love that helped bring them back. And that day on the phone, I said, you used to be baptized in the Holy Ghost and speak in tongues. I said, why don't you just let God flow through you? And boy, I heard that language just come out of him. And God changed him right then and right there. Folks. I know I'm getting away from my point right now, but this is a year. Come on, help me out here a little bit. Ha, help me out here a little bit. Tree. Oh, oh. I, I, and you know, I, I, I know people say every year this is the year. But you know what? When the, when the hard times come and the disappointments come in people, it doesn't, it doesn't mean we're to back off. That means we're to keep the pedal to the metal and keep speaking and keep going and keep doing until we see God change things. I remember 20, uh, the 2020 when we started out. I remember preaching from right here, talking about what we were expecting. Well, nobody knew in just a few weeks we were going to have this outbreak of COVID. Nobody knew that. But when it came, I didn't get fearful. I didn't back down. I mean, I was wise. I told people about it. Then that COVID stopped at our house. And, and we, we didn't welcome it. We didn't want it. We didn't welcome it. But you know what? We didn't back down from God. We didn't quit loving God. We just kept on, kept on, kept on. And that's what we got to do, folks. We've got to keep on keeping on. You say, well, Pastor, sometimes it's just difficult. That's what I'm talking about. I just read to you the scripture. But listen, he said, let the inner movement of your heart Always be to love one another and never play the role of an actor wearing a mask. Never play the role. Cheryl, could you put that on the screen again? Never play the role of wearing a mask, despise evil, and embrace everything good and virtuous. Wow. Embrace everything good and virtuous. So this year, would you, I guess you must be having a problem to, to get that scripture up, but I, w I wanted you to just really look at it and meditate in it because it's from the Passion Translation. And 
I, I've got to read this last part again. And never play the role of an actor wearing a mask. Despise evil and embrace everything that is good. Yes. Embrace when trouble comes. You may not know what to do, but don't say you don't know what to do. Say, God, you're helping me to know what to do. Yes. But embrace God's love. Yes. Embrace him. Don't back down. See, we're human beings, and we're always going to have flaws, physical issues. No matter how much you love God and how much faith you have. Now, this is where I might be getting myself in trouble with some of you. But if you just look and see at your life, you know I'm telling you the truth. See, we, we have flaws, physical issues. And you know what? Paul said, I press towards the mark. Yes. I press towards the prize. Yes. I press toward the high calling. In other words, he said, I'm not where I, I want to be, but I'm on my way. So you may not be where you know you need to be, but don't stop where you are and don't stay where you started. Don't stay stuck. Find a way to get out of that. And see, I'm not perfect. Never confess to be. Never will. I have flaws. I have trouble comes in my life. Some of it, maybe I bring on myself. But a lot comes that I have nothing to do with. Just like I had nothing to do with COVID. But it came. Well, we didn't quit. We lost friends. We just kept going. 21, 21 came. Here I stood on this platform doing what I'm doing right now, encouraging people to have faith. Well, nobody knew February the 14th and 15th is going to get two, below, two degrees below zero. Everybody, nobody knew that the, uh, all of the solar pads, uh, we've got all, thousands and thousands of acres of them that's going to be covered by snow. Nobody knew the big windmills was going to freeze and what it did to this building and the damage we had, and we had to be in a hotel for six months. But you know what? I didn't try to hide. I just said, this is what we got, folks. We couldn't broadcast live. We had to do it from my home. wasn't the same. We lost viewers. We lost finances. But you know what? Here we are. Yes. 2022. I got a smile on my face. We got a new decorated building. And here I am standing up and saying, Satan, whatever you want to do, whatever you want to try to bring us, you didn't knock us down in 20. You're not going to knock, you didn't knock us down in 21. And you're not going to knock us down in 22. And if I do get knocked down, if I do get knocked down, Micah said, if I fall, I shall arise. If I fall, I shall arise. If I sit in darkness, he will be my light. So we're not perfect. If we were, we'd be where Enoch is. I said, if we were perfect, we'd be where Enoch is.
Bible says in Genesis, Genesis chapter 5, I believe it is, he said, Enoch walked and talked with God. What happened one day? God said, you're not any good down there anymore. Come on up here and be with me. Now, I'm not saying we have to be sinful. I didn't say that. But if you are perfect, you're going to have to get somewhere else because you can't contain it in this natural body. Amen. Amen. Now, don't get mad at me and shout me down about that. But you know, when I, these weeks that I spent speaking on depression, one of the things that I said was one of the false representations and misnomers is real Christians do not get depressed. That's what people think. That real Christians sometimes don't face depression. And see, depression can be an illness. And if you suffer from it, you need help and compassion, yes. not criticism. Yes. And then again, it comes back. And this is, this is where people really have a difficult time that are having some issue emotionally and sometimes physically is because they're ashamed to let someone know because they're afraid they won't think they're spiritual enough. Now, I'm saying again, you don't have to go around, I'm depressed, I'm depressed, I got depression. And see, I'm going to say a word here that maybe, maybe why some people that are depressed, some types of depression is a mental illness. But a mental illness is no different than a cancer. I said a mental illness, see, and people don't like that word. Well, I, I, I'm not mental, I'm, not, I'm okay. Well, sure, it's nothing to do with your smarts. Nothing to do with how wise or you can be, but when something's clinically wrong, you just can't cover it up. You may try, and you may mask it, but sooner or later it's going to come out, and whatever you are on the inside, it's going to come out because the Bible said, from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Is anybody still with me? Yes. You know, because, it's, because of it being an illness, sometimes people are ashamed to say that. But there's no, there should be no shame if you're depressed or having something that's not functioning right in your brain. It's no different than a kidney not functioning right. Oh, thank you for all them amens. It's no different than another organ in your body not functioning right. But somehow, people have brought shame into it when we need to get rid of the shame and realize we need God's power, God's help. And if you need some medication, don't be ashamed. Take the medication with the word and with prayer. Yes. Now, when I talked about this, when I started talking about this, Cindy, lovely Cindy, she began to share with me and then come up here on the stage and then shared it publicly to thousands of people. 
I suffered with depression. I wanted to take my life. Now here's a, a, a child of God. I wanted to take my life. But she knew she had to get help. So she drove herself to the hospital, not realizing what she was doing. But instead, she got in her car to slam it into a tree and take her life. But she wound up in the hospital. And now, here she is, sitting in church, sharing her testimony here a few weeks ago. That she still has days that's difficult. But she, she's, she realized I had a problem, but God's helping me with the problem. And she wasn't ashamed to tell others. And now she's told me, if you know of anybody that needs help and encouragement, Here's my number. Be free to give them my number. Amen. Then there's my grandson on the camera back there. He lived in our house. My daughter's son, my daughter Tammy's son. He was living in our house. And here I get a phone call here at the office. It's the police. And they start asking me if I own a gun. And anyway, I won't go through that whole story again. But when we went to our house, cop cars was lined up everywhere. Police cars was everywhere. Police were everywhere. They had TJ, our grandson. He was talking to one of his uh, professors. I think it was his professor or else one of his teachers. And he shared with them, I'm just about to take my life. I got my papa's gun. I'm just about to take my life. I'm so depressed. But that teacher dial the police and they swarmed on him like bees on honey thank god they did then they came home and tj stood right up here a few weeks ago told his story or else i wouldn't be telling it amen i wouldn't be telling it so what i'm saying is tj was ashamed or afraid to tell his mother, his daddy, his grandmother, or his grandfather. He was ashamed to say, I'm suffering with depression. And this was in the middle of the pandemic in 20. But you know what? From that moment on, and then when TJ stood up here and gave his word in his own words, he, he told it in his own words. He said, Papa, sometimes I still struggle. And you know, he had to take medication for a while. And he said, sometimes I still struggle, but I get through. I get through. Myrna. I mean, remember Myrna when Myrna testified. Myrna, if you're listening right now, Myrna got up here and she'd been angry for years. Angry for years. Sit right here in church and listen to preaching every Sunday. Every Sunday for years. But you know what? She said, when you started speaking on depression, she said, I have to have a name for everything. And she said, you named what was wrong with me. And God helped me to get rid of the anger, which was caused by depression. Wow. See, it's one of the leading causes of suicide in the world. And that's why the church needs to stop and realize the scripture that I just read. We have problems. We have problems no matter how much of the word
we know. How many Christians are covering or wearing a mask and living fake lives in public because they fear what others will think? I'm not saying again, let me be repetitious. I'm not saying to go blab your mouth and say, I got depression, I need help. But you got to find someone, someone that you can trust that's going to keep your confidentiality. That's one of the things that we don't have. I was talking to a pastor in California yesterday. You guys know this pastor. And you've probably been to his church. And he said, you know, I was telling him and talking to him about this. And he said, you know, and he's a word preacher. I mean, he's a real word preacher. Very smart, very educated, and very blessed. And uh, he, he said, you know, Pastor Don, one of the things that's happened among us faith people, we failed to keep confidentiality. When someone confides in us. So let me say, go to a person that's real and authentic. Yes. Not one that's just got all the words. That's right. <laughs> if you go to one that's got all the words, your words are going to be spoken You're real right. soon. Right. Now, Cindy, TJ, Myrna, when they're ready to tell it publicly, that's when it should be public. Yes. Not until... No matter what you know or what you think you know, you need to be a real lover of God. Put yourself in that. Try to, you, you can't necessarily put yourself where someone is, but try to understand that I'm not in that same situation, but I do have the love of God, and I'm going to wrap my arms around you, and I'm going to love you, and I'm going to help you walk through this. Amen? Amen. People ask me to pray for them. Now, this is something else I want to say. Many times people come to me confidentially, and they'll tell me they're struggling with something. <laughs> and then the next thing I know, after I pray with them, they turn around and start preaching to me, <laughs> giving me all the faith scriptures and preaching to me. And I thought, well, I know you know that, but you just told me you were in a hole. You needed help. I understand you're preaching to me, but what the preaching to me is, they're ashamed of what they just told me. They're afraid I'm going to think less of them because they admitted they had a problem. So then they start quoting all the scriptures. Well, they already been quoting the scriptures and they didn't get through. See, this is where I, I think some of you think, well, he's getting way out there. No, I'm just being real authentic. The Word will help us, but you've got to believe the Word. And even when you're believing the Word, if you're struggling, that's why the Bible said. Why do you think the Bible said? Everybody say, the Bible said. You don't know what I'm going to say yet, but hey, you know the Bible said. The Bible said, if two, if any two on earth would agree anything they ask the Father, it shall be done to glorify the Father which is in heaven. 
When is God glorified with our life? When is God glorified with us? It's because when his will is being done in our life, that's when he's a... So you find someone, someone that will be in agreement with you. They may not understand your situation, but find someone that will agree with you in prayer and stay with you. You know, how many, two or three weeks ago when Mike Francine was on Zoom with me. And Mike Francine, one of the greatest evangelists that I know. One of the greatest evangelists I know. But right here, talking to the world, he said, Pastor Don, when you started preaching on depression, I've never heard this before. And here it is. I've been depressed. I would go sometimes to do 40 crusades in a year. Run himself ragged, trying to get rid of the depression. And here we'd have half a million people, blind eyes open, deaf ears unstopped, but go home and be in the room by himself. And he said, I tried to drown my pain with vodka. I, try, I wouldn't say this if he didn't say it. So I don't tell on nobody. I'm only telling you, and if Mike's listening today, he, he, he won't mind me saying that, and he knows that I, 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 I didn't say a word to nobody about what he told me until he told it himself. And once he told it himself, he wasn't telling it for any other reason to say, here, God used me mightily, and we've, we've you know, sometimes uh, with T.L. Osborne, I mean, he, he was with T.L. Osborne for years and years and years. They did crusades all over the world together. He gave uh, T.L. probably millions of dollars. But you know what? The whole time, he was keeping to himself his pain. Instead of confiding, finally, he said to me, Don, my problem has not been what you have seen. My problem has been the depression. I didn't intend to get this much into this because my time's running out. But you don't have to be ashamed. See, some individuals who pride themselves on their self-sufficiency, trying to fake it, may find it difficult to acknowledge weakness in their ability to overcome. Let me say it again. Some individuals who pride themselves, and I said it here on their self-sufficiency, but I'm a faith person. I can faith my way out of this. I know the word. I'm going to come out. Now, I'm not criticizing that at all. Please. I'm not criticizing that. But, folks, reality hits your mind. Reality hits your emotions. Reality hits your body. When COVID came to... To, to her first and then came to me. I didn't, I didn't say, I don't have COVID. I didn't have COVID. I said, Lord, you're healing us yeah. of COVID. Yeah. I called Rodney Howard Brown and, and he connected us with a doctor. Uh, got a big faith, faith preacher, surgeon for 35 years. I called Rodney and I said, you know a doctor that helped? He said, yeah, give me his number. And of course, Jennifer called and Set it all up. And anyway, we called him and he prayed with us and gave us medicine. That's right. That's 
Now, here I'm being transparent with you to let you know I didn't quit believing God. I didn't say that faith didn't work anymore. I didn't know how it stopped at me, my body. I didn't know how it stopped at hers. I didn't want it. I didn't welcome it. I didn't ask it. But you know, it came. But I didn't deny it. I denied the right for it to stay. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. So sometimes in our self-sufficiency, thinking that we're standing in faith, when we're actually standing in self-sufficiency rather than standing in faith, and we think we can make it through by ourselves, and that's one of the misnomers in the faith teaching is we got to do it ourselves. Have you ever seen your kids? I do it myself. You try to help them. Do it myself. I'll do it myself. Well, of course, I want to overcome everything without her help. I want to do everything. Of course, you know, you know her. She's going to help with a. <laughs> I think she thinks I have a memory problem a lot of times. Jimmy, you ever been down that road? <laughs> I think she knows I don't see a parking place. I think she thinks a lot of times he doesn't see that parking place. You know, I'll, I'll be at night, and we got a little routine we go through it. Uh, we go and check our back doors, make sure they're locked, and, and, um, and then I go through it if I get the chance to and turn the lights off. You know, but she goes and checks the door. She goes and turns the lights off, and I'm standing there looking at her, and I said, I guess I hadn't grown up yet enough to turn the lights off. <laughs> and then, then if I try to do something to cook myself, something, make myself something, she comes over there and pushes me out of the way and makes it. Thinks I don't know how to make it. <laughs> I'm going to get it when I get home. Sometimes she's self-sufficient, self-sufficient. I'm telling you, folks, you just don't know this woman. Oh, you just don't know her. I mean, she can do anything. She thinks. I'll get ready to take the garbage out. I go in and pull the drawer open. It's clean as a whistle. I said, did you not think I'm strong enough? Big enough, know how to walk from the kitchen to the garbage can? Yeah, but I did it. Well, why didn't you wait for me? I didn't want to. You know, I could go on and on. She's so self-sufficient. Sometimes I think she went, if, 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 if I went to heaven, she'd say, well, bless you, Dom. <laughs> That's how self-sufficient she is sometimes. I'm telling you. As I said, I'm, I'm going to have to really go some extra miles to, to get this fixed when I get home. <laughs> but you see, it all comes back to sometimes we're overdoing our self-sufficiency, saying it's faith. And I use that as an example. When really all we need, sometimes I just say, would you let me help you? 
Would you let me help you? And then a few days ago, she had something with her hand. Every now and then she'd come, would you open this for me? Oh, I would say, oh, boy. I look at her and smile and take that jar. Whoa, you know, I'm thinking, this is fun. This is absolutely fun. I get to do something in my own house. And I take that jar, start looking around, you know. Start to speak in tongues. But, but, you know, trying to get that jar open, she's looking at me just to say, well, why'd I hand it to you for? But, you know, she, I get it open, and she look at it, and she'll say, thank you. And I wanted to say, I'll do more if you let me. See, that's where we need to be in the body of Christ. We're afraid to let anybody help us. Now, my clock's telling me that I'm already 12 minutes over time. So, can I beg five more minutes? Now, I want to tell you something here, and I want you to bear with me. Because here's where the, here's where the part comes that I don't want to lose you. I want to help you and help myself. I believe every word in the Bible. And I believe it's for all of us. But God wants us to be real about where we are. I've said this a number of times already. See, I know many scriptures by memory. And I teach these scriptures and even some that I don't know by memory as I've been reading this morning. But just because I preach it and believe it and do my best to practice it, I don't have issues to deal with. I do have issues to deal with. And if you're looking at me, well, what are you going to tell us now? <laughs> well, I'm not going to tell you I got a girlfriend on the side. Because <laughs> I don't. I don't want one. I'd have to learn all over again. My gosh. Seems like I never get it. I never learned, Jimmy. Anyway, I, I try to be as a faith person, standing in faith and teaching you to stand in faith, be, be transparent when I need prayer. Yes. See, we didn't try to hide the fact when we had COVID. We didn't try to hide that because we realized it happened. And as I said, we don't deny and you don't ever, you know, a woman was in my office one time working and she was trying to impress me. She had faith. And every time I walk in there, she was wiping her nose. Just, just, I mean, it was just running and running and running. Every time I'd walk in there, she said, I don't have a runny nose. And she just wiped it and wiped it. And I'd come back in. She was stuffing some papers or something. I don't know. She worked for us, and she's a wonderful lady. Don't misunderstand me. Nothing, nothing to do with a person not being good. Just she's trying to impress me. Well, you, you need to talk to God and only try to impress me. See, that's another thing. Sometimes we want to impress people. We got faith. We got faith. I got faith. Well, I said to her finally after about the twelfth time when I walked in that room and she was wiping her nose, said, I don't have a runny nose. I said, Well, why are you wiping it? 
I said to her, and I called her my name, I said, that's not confessing healing. That's confessing denial. I said, God doesn't want you confessing denial. He wants you to confess healing. She said, well, I thought I was doing the right thing, and when you come in, I wanted you to know I had faith. I said, well, look to me like you got a lot of snot. <laughs> I said to her, I said, listen, sweetie. I said, I know what you're trying to do. But just let's change this. When I walk in the room or whether I'm out of the room, just confess 1 Peter 2.24. By his stripes, I was healed. Isaiah 53, 5 and 6. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. And by his stripes, I am healed. I will be healed is what he said. You will be. I said, confess healing. Don't confess what you have. Confess healing. Is anybody with me? Now, I preach, Romans 4, 17, call the things which be not as though they were. But if I'm just going to call them without faith, and I'm just doing it because I heard it, because somebody else did it, I'm not calling those things that be not as though they were. I'm just using words. God wants us to be real. And if you're having a hard time, that's the time to say, God, I'm confessing this scripture, but help me to have revelation of it. Help me to have understanding of it and call those things which be not as though they were, not because you're trying to act like you're in faith. Just say, God, I need, increase my faith. Increase my faith. Is anybody with me today? I, I got to wrap up here real quick. But 2 Corinthians 4.18, another scripture we all use. While we look not on things which are seen, but on things which are not seen, for the same things that are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. I know that scripture. I know that scripture. I knew COVID was temporary. It's not always temporary for some. Well, it is because if it gets them, they go to heaven. But I know a lot of things are temporary, <clears throat> but sometimes in the temporary moments, folks, sometimes in the temporary hours, sometimes in the temporary weeks, it's difficult to hold on to the things that are not seen. Now, you may not like that statement, but I didn't say you couldn't. I said it's difficult because your mind is always at work trying to point out all the things that's not working. Amen? I, I preach Hebrews 11 and 6. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. I preach Joel 3.10. Let the weak say, I'm strong. I preach Proverbs 10.22. The blessings of the Lord makes rich and adds no sorrow with it. I preach 10 and 10, John 10 and 10. Jesus came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. 
I preach 1 Corinthians 15, 57. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory, making us conquerors through our Lord Jesus Christ. I preach that. I'm preaching it today. But if you just know it, and you're just seeing it, you're just, you're just doing it. You're not, you're not seeing results. Folks, we've got to have results. If you're having a hard time, say, Pastor, or somebody in the church, or somebody near you, you, you that are watching, go to them and say, stand in agreement. I'm numb. I'm, I, I just, I'm just numb. I'm just, I'm just having a hard time. And, and I know I believe all these scriptures. I believe the word. But somehow, I just can't seemingly, I haven't seemingly been able to move from here to there. And, you know, one of the scriptures God gave me when I was a teenager was Matthew 14 and 14. Jesus was moved with compassion and he healed the multitude. Find someone that's not a confession inspector. Does anybody know what a confession inspector is? <laughs> we had in our church a woman and she would meet me after church at the at the, we'd go stand at the door in our church. We pastored there for years. She'd meet me at the door and she'd have a pad. And she said, you said this, these words wrong this time in your sermon. <laughs> I looked at him and I said, well, thank you. I'll try to do better next time. But it was okay for her to gossip and show everybody that she could get to look at all the words that she thought I didn't say right. And, and on and on. And then she would meet me and she would just confess everything in the world. But it's okay for her to put stuff in her lungs from a, a tube, you know, that they light and it smokes and you take that smoke in. <laughs> Cigarette doesn't smoke, the person does. Somebody said, you're smoking. No, 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 you, you are smoking, not the cigarette. It's just burning. It's okay for her to put all that in her lungs, but yet for me to get up and innocently, in her mind, say something that wasn't perfectly accurate. She wanted to remind me of it. Finally, I just told everybody, I said, this is Sister Confection Inspector. If you want to know you got a good in confession, go to her. And she'll help you with your confession. <laughs> now let me wrap this up because I'm not near where I've got. And I'm, I knew it's going to be two parts on this. But I, I want you to know I believe the word of God and everything I'm talking about. All I'm saying is we're human beings with human emotions that have pain. That have emotions sometimes that are ari and, and sometimes get further out of control than they should. But instead of denying what is happening, find some help from someone that's got compassion. Yes. And that's what I'm praying for every one of you at ELC, that you'll be a person of com compassion. You'll be a person that you can stand out enough not to say, come to me and tell me your problems. I'm the one in the ELC. Just come 
tell me. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying just be you and you'll draw people to you. Amen. Amen. You know, I have probably more preachers call me. You would not believe men and women of God that call me consistently and have me to pray over an issue that's private and it's not the world's business because they know I have compassion. Even though I might not have walked down that road that they're walking down, I know one thing, that I want to see them have help once they admit to me, and it's not the world. As I told you about my friend, I would have never said this on the air if he hadn't have done it himself. He told it to thousands and thousands of people. So, and he said, Don, from here on out in my crusades and conferences, everywhere I go, I'm going to give my testimony. Amen. Amen. He said, the reason why, he said, I believe if I, being in the position that I've been in, and God's given me millions and millions of dollars to preach the gospel, I believe my testimony will not help me look better, but it will help the person that's hurting Amen. do better. Yes. Becky, would you come up here and help me close? Because <laughs> uh, I'll preach all day. Somebody say thank you, Jesus. Now, I'll tell you what I want to do. I'm going to have Jimmy come up here in just a moment. And I'm going to have a, him and Becky to lead us in worship. And then, um, Tom, if you'll help me, if you will. I want to I want to lay hands on everybody here today and just take them over this way and everybody go around and come back to your seat. I just feel like that I want your 22, 2022, to be a year you keep your vision. Yes. How many times have you heard me talk at the first of the year how gyms are full? Gyms are full, but in March, they start backing off. And by July, they got their payments for the rest of the year or for two years. But no longer at the gym. I'm not criticizing that. I'm just saying people get weary. But I'm going to lay hands on you and pray that you won't grow weary in the days, in the weeks, no matter what Satan may throw, but you'll be strong. Jimmy, would you come up here and whatever you, whether you want to do something slow and worshipful or you want to do it faster is okay. But every one of you that would like me to lay hands on you, just go over this way and walk right here and then walk right around. That, that's it. Go down that way. Go there. That's it. I want to lay hands on you. And I want to believe God. Thank you, Jesus. Just walk right by me. Just, just walk right by me. And I'm going to put my hands on you. I'm going to put the microphone down because Jimmy's going to be, and Becky's going to be leading us. And I want us to just be vulnerable before the Lord today. Be vulnerable before the Lord today. Let Him heal you if you hurt. Let Him destroy the yoke if one is there. Thank you, Jesus. Father, before, 
I lay hands on these people today. I pray that your healing power, I pray that your healing anointing, your strength, your courage, the faith that you've given them will become stronger. The very moment we get in agreement together. I believe God, your word is alive. I believe it's active. I believe it's sharper than a two-edged sword. So I pray, Holy Spirit, as we are in prayer, as in, we're in worship, everyone that's viewing somewhere in the world that's struggling with issues, that they will just touch something. You at home or wherever you are, touch something. Just touch something when I touch these people and let it be a point of contact that God is touching you. And that this year, somehow you're going to stay focused. You're going to stay focused. You're not going to let Satan steal your joy. You're not going to let him steal your joy. Jerry Savelle says, if Satan can steal your joy, he can't steal your joy, he can't steal your goods. So somehow, we're going to keep our joy where Satan cannot steal from us. Come on, everybody, just pray in the Spirit for a moment. Just pray in the Spirit for a moment. God, this is a supernatural. This is a supernatural day. Things are happening in the Spirit. Things are happening in the Spirit right now, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. From the top of his head to the soles of his feet, he wins this victory. He wins this fight. And I just speak in Jesus' name. This is going to be, I declare it by faith, the year of blessing. Spiritually, physically, emotionally, and financially. God, this is going to be the year.
start their year. Amen. Yes, amen. He touched me. When I was praying for you, he touched me. But I want you to stretch your hand forward. I want you to stretch your head forward. And I want us to believe that both Pastor Sharon and me in 22, we step in the places that God orders for us. Jimmy, would you lead this prayer for me that, that Pastor Sharon and I, that it's not just the beginning of another year for us, But it's a time that we believe. You know, I'm not younger, I'm not old, but I'm not younger. But I watched Kenneth Copeland last night, 85 years old. Amen. <laughs> gives us all hope. Yeah, gives us all hope. <laughs> he even sang. He sang. And that's what Pastor Sharon said. Have you noticed lately? He's been singing a lot more than he used to. Oh, Jesus. And it was yes. so sweet as he was singing and the other nights he was Friday night he was singing and then some of the conferences he'd been singing. And you know Kenneth and Gloria's been in our home and he dedicated our home, prayed over us, and 
We were went to Hawaii together and mm -hmm. vacationed and mm -hmm. and you know for my birthday mm -hmm. or anniversary, he sent one of the most beautiful pistols to me that <laughs> I've never shot. It's so too per so pretty I don't want to use it. But he said, this come out of my personal collection that I want you to have. Amen. And I see the anointing on his life. Amen. And, and I ad admire the fact of him being 85. Yes. And, and, <laughs> and, I, and I heard him say this now. I heard him say this. He said, now, I don't color my hair. My words color my hair. <laughs> I heard him say that. Amen. He said, some people think I put color on my hair, but he said, I don't. I just told God I didn't want any more gray in it. Yeah. And he said, Amen. it's the color it is because that's what God gave me. Yes. I don't care if you color it or not. It doesn't make any difference. Yes. doesn't make any difference. That doesn't change who you are, but he yes. wanted it. Yes. And so he said, I don't have to do that all the time now. Yes. Amen. But I, I, I want to be genuine. I don't want to be fake, yeah. Jimmy. Yes. I want to be authentic. I want yes. to be transparent. And I don't want to ever say something that somebody has confidentially said to me that would ever be out of my mouth. Amen. And so I want you to lead this yeah. prayer as they, that this will be our year. Yes. That no matter what comes, we're not, we're not moved. Amen. 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 You know, just I want to make a note of this. You spoke on faith today. And uh, I was raised up in a traditional Pentecostal church and we heard great preaching and all that. But I never under really stood. There's a level of faith in God that activates the power of God to do what he does. Amen. And that word that you spoke today is what the word of faith uh, people call the God kind of faith. And I, I, it would take some time to tell you all this, but I'll just say this. You know what the God kind of faith is. You preached on it today. But be, the God kind of faith is believing in your heart that God will do it and then proclaiming it with your mouth that he is doing it. But the thing that I felt impressed to pray for you today, you see, we can be a part of his blessing, their blessing and their ministry by commanding, Amen. by command the power, the, the power of the commanded word. And, and when two or three, he, he already quoted the scripture, if any two agree, believing, touching. Amen. Well, here we are, a multitude of witnesses in the word. And I believe that if we send them forth with, a, with power, go forth with, with victory, it's the word of God. And the people of God stand behind your pastor here. And let's just command. I believe that in one place the word said, my people uh, have not because they ask not. And because sometimes they ask amiss. So he, he really wants to command. The Bible said, I believe it's in. Command in, you me. Command ye, you me. Concerning my sons. Yes. And the work of my hands. Command ye me. Now, I had a hard time with that for a long time before I got a revelation on it. And when I did, you see, how do we command God? He's waiting. All we have to do is to command His Word. Amen. And that's, that's the, the Word is God. Read it in, in the book of John. 
In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. So anyway, I think we just need to say, Lord, in the name of Jesus, we come into agreement with Pastor Don and his beautiful wife and family and this ministry. And Lord, according to your Word that cannot lie, we command the hand of God on this ministry in this coming year greater than ever before. As Elijah ran before the chariot of Ahab, God said, the word said, and the hand of God was on Elijah. I declare that oh, yes, same Jesus. hand yes, on Brother Jesus. Don Clowers and his wife and children and grandchildren in this great Lord. church and great ministry. We command the blessing of the Lord that maketh rich and yes, add no yes, sorrow yes, to it. Yes, in the name it, of Jesus Christ, it, we glorify oh, you, thank you in Father. the name of the Lord God. Thank you, Father. Be glorified, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. In Jesus' name, it shall be done. Come on, folks, let's enter in. I'm not going to apologize for taking... I'm not going to apologize for being long today. I think we've tried to cut back long enough. I'm not apologizing. I know I preached a long time, but I laid hands on you too. And could I get the control people to come out of the control room one by one and lay hands on them? You're in the control room. I know we can take just a minute and then uh, I'll stand still for this camera once. And TJ, eventually I want you to come down here. But as they come out of the control room, oh, there you are in the back. I didn't see you. I wish you'd have been up here with me when Jimmy was praying. Thank you, Jesus. Here is one of the most faithful individuals. Yes, yes. I think she's missed probably four Sundays in 20 years, maybe, maybe. Sits back there and operates that computer and put everything on the screen for the words. Thank you, Lord, for this lovely individual that loves you, that loves Pastor Sharon and me, loves my family, loves this church. Now I just pray, God, in the days, the weeks, and months to come. As the type of job she has, very, a lot of pressure, working in that unit of whatever the people she works with, of transplants. God just be with her. That she'll be a light this year to so many. That, that yokes will be destroyed. Anything that comes against her, we pray, God, that her faith, her vision, her love, and our agreement brings her through. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Here's another one. I can't tell you enough. Wrote a manual of how to do all of this. Sit in that control room. If you ever go in that control room, you, you'll get dizzy like me. I don't know what goes on back there. All those monitors and all those buttons and all those computers. But she sits back there on Sunday morning and watches and has to push buttons and switch and do all that she does. I don't know what all she does. But Father, I just pray. Yes, Jesus. 
that is she and Michael. Come on down here, Michael. Thank you, Michael. Thank you. Such a godly man. Such a good man. Oh, thank you, Michael. Thank you, Lord. God, this couple, I know soon will be moving on to another destination that they have purposed in their heart that they want to go and live in another state. And God, we just ask as they prepare, get ready to make this move. Lord, we just pray that you will direct both Michael and Danielle, that their steps, they won't move before time, they won't move too late, but it'll be right on time. And God, that everything they do, you'll cause it to prosper and be blessed. And as they're preparing their new place, give them favor there in their new place, the right people that come to work, the right people that do what Michael and Danielle ask them to do. And God, I just pray, when they go, you will replace them seven times. Their gifts are so valuable here in this ministry, Lord. But don't let us be in lack because they go to bless somebody else when it's time for them to go. And we believe, God, that their, their labors, you said a man's gift will make room for him. So you're making room for them to go on, but they're making room for somebody else. Thank you, Lord, for blessing both Michael and Danielle and their family and the situation that they have with their family right now. One of the members, we're just believing that God, everything's going to be all right. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Both of y'all would like so much. You're so appreciated. Thank you for all you do. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Come here, TJ. Here he is. I'm proud of him. I wouldn't have ever told you what I told you is that if he hadn't got up here and said it first. His car wouldn't start this morning. He had to get an Uber to get here. But he got here. He knows how I depend on him. David and so he got up and he wanted to be dependable and he's got a great job and, and I thank God for his testimony Jesus. Father I thank you for TJ yes. Amen. I thank you for TJ I thank you for his love for yes. you and Lord we know that if he does have a time of having to stand in faith and walk through some dark moments He'll know the light's in him to overcome the darkness. And Lord, his future is bright. Brighter than he can even perceive at the moment. I thank you, Lord, for your opening doors, for making a way, putting the right people in his life. Putting the right people in his destiny. God, that there's no way that he could be in a detour ever again. Never again will he be on a detour because of a lack of of self-discipline of praying or whatever it is, but God just lead him through. 
and let 22 be the year way beyond his expectations according to Ephesians 3.20. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Love you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Can David come? Oh, he went to get Jordan, okay. Well, see, that's how Danielle can do it. She can do it without him. <laughs> anyway, I, I want us to just, Matt, why don't you come over here? Let me pray for you. Thank you, Lord. Might be tied to the drums over there, I don't know. But untie yourself and untangle yourself from the drums and let's just believe God for Matthew having a year and his family his mother and daddy let's just believe that 22 is a, a year beyond what you could think Father thank you for Matthew today thank you Lord for Matthew thank you for his love for you I just ask God that this year, 2022, will be the year that He will scale into, He will fly in, He will stand in places supernaturally. Your glory will flow through Him. In the name, God, let you, let blessings come, let blessings flow. In Jesus' name. God, just let an anointing be upon him this year that he's never had. Let him sense, God, when he's sitting at the drums, when he's sitting at home, when he's at work, let the anointing flow like never before. David, could you get off of the, out of the sound booth for a moment? God brought us a sound engineer, not just a sound person. See, some people can run sound, but... It, it takes more than running a soundboard, doing, the, doing what we're doing every Sunday, live. Michael, thank you. David, thank you for, I called him Michael, but I mean David. Thank you, David, for using your gifts. I mean, this man, is an, he's a brain when it comes to this stuff. God just... Let this be a time that you direct David's feet. I don't believe it was because David Carpenter knew him and they knew each other. That's why he's here. But I believe God, you directed the steps. You ordered the steps and you brought him here. Now, Lord, you see his future. You see his destiny. And we ask God, that no matter what comes his way, whichever way Satan would come against him like any of the rest of us, he will see through. See through that moment, see through that week, that month. And he will step in to that place of victory. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Thank you, David. He's not just a sound engineer, he's a He's a genius. You're exactly right. He is a genius. He's not just a sound engineer. He's a genius. You're exactly right. I know y'all been going for a long time. So have I. So have we. So for the ones that's been watching on the internet. But just do one more song for me. I don't know if anybody. This song right here is a great song. And um, it just seems to fit. 
We just need to give God the glory. God's people, all we have to do is just to give glory to the Lord. Glory to God be the glory to God be the glory for the things He has done with His blood He has saved me and with His God be the glory for what you're going to do in this next year, Lord. We give you the glory in advance. Right now, we glorify you for what you've done, for what you're doing, but for what you are about to do in your people today. To God be the glory. Things He has done once again with His blood. Oh, He has saved with his power, he has raised me to God, be the glory for the things he has done. Hallelujah, 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 thank you. Amen. 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 Shout, shout. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Well, I'll tell you, I, I believe we've started this year off into the direction the way God wants us to start. And you know, I have a tendency to watch the clock because I know, I know everybody's lifestyle and I know what goes on. But at the same time, God told me this morning, said, you watch the Holy Ghost. You watch me. And so I'm telling you, thank you, Becky and Jimmy. For, thank you. Thank you for helping us this morning. And we just called David Carpenter healed. Amen. We called David Carpenter healed. He'll be here next Sunday, we believe. He'll be, have his voice back, have everything, and be ready to be here next Sunday. Thank you, Jesus. Well, I don't know about you, but I, be, I prayed for it too. I know you did. I got prayed for it too, and I feel blessed today. God bless you. We love you. Have a great day.